Hey, this is Thor from Cybrary. If you've been enjoying the Cybrary podcast or one of our other series like 401 Access Denied or Go For It with Sarah Moffat, then make sure to like, follow, or subscribe so that you don't miss any future episodes. And we'd love to hear from you. Join the discussion by leaving us a comment or review on your platform of choice or emailing us at podcast at cybrary.it and you could be featured in a future episode. From all of us at Cybrary, thank you and enjoy the show. Welcome to episode 59 of the Cybrary Podcast. This week's guest, Cindy Chan Leonor, co-founder of Cyber DEI, joins us from California to discuss imposter syndrome, her journey into cybersecurity, and why finding a community to connect with is vital to your success. Hello and welcome to the Cyberary Podcast. Today we are speaking with Cindy Chan Leonore and Will Carlson, the Director of Content for Cyberary. How are you all doing today? Great, Thomas. You? Doing pretty good. Cindy, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on the show today. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about your journey and then uh, your most uh, recent uh, job opportunity at NASA JPL. Um, so very excited to kind of hear about that. But um, why don't you give us a little background on how you got started in um, cybersecurity? Oh, absolutely. So uh, I was actually a technical recruiter and I was um, reaching out to people to fill in a cybersecurity engineer role. Uh, one of the women I spoke to she actually, we had a great conversation and she challenged me and she asked me, well, why aren't you in cybersecurity? Cyber why don't you become the cybersecurity engineer? I'm like, well, I've never thought of that. You know, I've been intrigued with, um, I've always been intrigued with technology and science, um, have a love for it. And she invited me to a women's in tech event in Los Angeles. Um, I attended that and was just really blown away by most, you know, all the women that spoke up there, uh, a lot of them were in leadership positions, been in it for a long time. You know, they they shared the challenges that they've endured. And um, I was really moved by it. I really was. And one of the things for myself, you know, I thought, okay, well, you know, I really want to do more than what I've been doing, you know, as a technical, technical recruiter. Um, I love the challenge. And why not be the added, you know, added number for women being in tech? Because there's not enough of us, right? Why don't I be the added number to represent? And um, and that's how it started off. I started to look into um, cybersecurity and I started looking into some classes and I pretty much immediately joined. We formed a group I co-founded with the, the lady who I was trying to fill the role for. <laughs> <laughs> and we co-founded WeSees Women's in Cybersecurity for SoCal. Um, and then from there, I, uh, through the city of Long Beach, I took some courses um, in cybersecurity. And then from there, I just landed a role as a project manager and cybersecurity analyst in training uh, for a small business. And uh, we dealt with... Um, uh, different small businesses in preparing uh, and assessing their um, uh, their system. And then from there, that's how I landed my spot here at NASA JPL as a cybersecurity engineer. I wonder, Cindy, I know a lot of people have um, particularly career, folks that are career transitioning, 
um, it's a, a big endeavor. It takes quite a bit of time and they juggle, do I, you know, how do I keep my current job while trying to get this new job? And, and that path can be um, both long and not direct. So I'm wondering, how did you, what did that look like for you, that particular piece of it, navigating both the, you know, the, the time it took to get uh, proficient and comfortable in the cybersecurity space all the while, I'm sure, continuing to have to, to do life as that process was on, undergoing? Right. Yeah. To balance life. I mean, for myself, I have a family. I've got three children and um, having the support, I, I have to say, number one, having the support at home. My husband was very much supportive. My kids, you know, were very much excited for me um, to get back, not to not just to get my career back, but just to, you know, allowing me to strive for, to, to reach for the stars to say, right? And, and then having the community, uh, I have to say, being part of the WECs um, and, and the community in general. We, at that time, pre-COVID, we were attending all sorts of live in-person events. And everyone I interacted with um, in the industry, um, whether it be tech or cybersecurity, they were very much supportive. I, you know, I did not, I encountered every single person who in some way or another, you know, provided some guidance on how to, um, you know, people did mention Cyberry, you know, go look in Cyberry. They've got some awesome, you know, <laughs> materials and resources. And, you know, from that to, you know, taking courses or, you know, getting certifications. And I have to say the, the big, like I said, the biggest part was being on the board and co-founding um, WECs uh, for SoCal. And then from there, attending all the different um, cybersecurity and tech events, like I said, because I'm interacting with people. And then um, taking the courses. I did that at night and those were in person um, twice a week at night from six to nine. And, you know, my, my kids are a little bit older. They're old enough to be independent enough to take care of themselves and <laughs> what have you. So it, it worked out. I mean, timing wise for myself, it was, it was good. About how long from when you decided that you wanted to start that journey until you landed what you would call your first cybersecurity role did it take? Um, oh, okay. So let's see. I interviewed that gal... Gosh, I want to say it was like June, May or June. And that summer, i say a month or two, we formed WECs. And then from there, I jumped in and started taking classes at the City College. Um, and let's see, from there, yeah, not too long after, because then I, I landed the role as a project manager and a cybersecurity analyst um, in training for the small business. And then from there, that was what, 2020, COVID hit. And then we, you know, the business started to dwindle down only because mm -hmm. a lot of the small businesses start to retract their, their funding, right? I mean, where their yeah. spending is going. So for us, for all of us, we actually had to then really, you know, start applying, start looking for jobs. and. Um, and I just threw it out there. I'm like, okay, well, let me let me see what happens here at NASA JPL. I didn't think anything of it, but um, it really didn't take long. I mean, I think it's just one of those things. Um, what what we're finding in our group 
in our community is that some people get scared, right? Like you hear the name NASA JPL. Oh, I'm not going to apply there. I mean, I had many people who didn't and I tried to encourage them. I'm like, just apply. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? They could say no, right? So it's just a leap of faith. Everything mm-hmm. for me so far since I stepped into this has honest, honestly been a leap of faith. I mean, I took a leap of faith that going to the first woman in, woman in tech event, right? And that was really the turning point for me in every step of the way. For me, it's just being braving it up and taking that leap, leap of faith. And I think we, we, as in our community, Cyber DEI, we try to encourage people to do that because they hold back and we get the imposter syndrome. All of us get imposter syndrome. You know, they think like, oh, you know, that's they're a CEO. They don't get that. No, they even get it, you know? And, and we've had... We've had, you know, speaking events where we've had C-suite people, executive people, and they share their imposter syndrome. So it's across the board, I think, you know. So I'm proud to be part of the community, Cyber DEI, and have been also been part of WeSees because I love encouraging people. Like, look where it landed me, you know. I mean, I just kind of threw it out there. (laughs) And, and, you know, things happen for a reason, right? Yeah, I mean, you never you never know what's going to stick. And like, I always like when people talk about imposter syndrome because it's something everyone, most people I feel like feel, you know, once or twice or all day, every day, um, <laughs> depending on who it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I also like that, you know, you were a technical recruiter before and then you, you know, you started going back to school to learn about cybersecurity. Did that give you kind of a, a direction of what you wanted to learn? Like, did it already, was there certain things that you knew that that's kind of what you wanted to focus on, um, knowing, you know, the technical recruiter side, like what people are looking for. Um, did it give you kind of a, a roadmap of what you wanted to do or, um, you know, did you just kind of jump in and kind of start from scratch? Are you referencing like where I wanted to be in cybersecurity? Yeah, or like what, you know, what, yeah, what kind of like discipline you wanted to go into, like if you wanted to be more on like the engineering side or more on the compliance side or, you know, those kind of things. Um, no, I... I honestly, I just went in not knowing, but (laughs) you got to jump in with both feet. You got to jump in. Yeah. Jump in and swim and just go for it. So I honestly didn't. And then for me, I don't have the technical background. Right. And um, in some roles, they expect you to have the technical skills, but that that's where for me in anything that I do, I mean, just like jumping into cybersecurity for me, I, 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 I just dive deep in like, okay, learn as much as I can, what I can, you know, what I don't know, right. Even in the roles, different roles I've been in, um, even at JPL, you know, you learn along the way and that's, you know, that's where you have to take the, the time outside of work, you know, just to, to build up those skills and knowledge. Yeah. Now, um, kind of shifting to your role at, at, at JPL, what, what is your role there? What, what do you do? What's kind of your day-to-day look like? Okay. So my title there is a information technology security engineer. And um, pretty much what we are, we're, we're a new team. We're the assessment and authorization team at JPL. And what NASA has required of JPL is to follow um, follow the standards of NASA, right? Because JPL has been um, doing things their way, but because I'm so sorry, I'm like <laughs> <laughs> no problem. <laughs> I train that thought, but um, but anyways, um, 
being on the team with ANA, the biggest thing is uh, is forming and building partnership with the engineers and the different projects. So for us, that that's number one because we got to build that trust. Mm-hmm. And if we're not building that trust, they're not going to want to work together with us or share information and details about their system, right? And one of the things we've been working through this um, during COVID. So everything had to be virtual. We would always have WebEx meetings. And um, and that, that's how we would say, you know, okay, well, how are you implementing that? Can you show us, you know? And, <laughs> and that's how they would do it versus us physically being there. Um, we prepare their systems for security assessment. And those are assessed by the external auditors. Um, so when the external auditors come in, they meet with the ANA team as well as the engineers for the project. Um, they go through the system, all the controls um, that are uh, based on the NIST 853, um, and they review all the uh, the artifacts that we have put together with the engineers, like um, the configuration management to the risk assessment report, um, incident response, things like that. So they review all of those artifacts, making sure that department, right, that system, like the Mars rover is is complying with what NASA is requiring. No, that's great. I wonder, um, interesting to hear you talk about having an external team of auditors. I know Oftentimes in the security space, right, security professionals and whoever they're coming alongside, be that IT or networking or engineers, that can be a little bit of a, um, have a little bit of friction at times between those roles. I just wonder for you, Cindy, and your experience, um, it would seem to me that having that external audit team come in would really allow you and your team to come alongside the engineers to help align to success for them in that audit and really partner with them. I wonder if that's if you would say that was accurate and kind of what that working dynamic between engineers that stereotypically can be a, sometimes hard to get along with um, and a little opinionated, but I, I just wonder what that working dynamic was like and, and you know, did having that external audit team really help bring the, the engineers and your teams together? Well, I, like I said for, um, initially is that building that trust and relationship with our engineers was number one. Because if they didn't have the trust with us, with the ANA team, um, then then for the external auditors to come in, that's even more of a, a challenge, right? So one of the things, um, as long as we had that relationship with the engineers at JPL, they were willing to then trust the external auditors because we would work together with the engineers to answer any questions that they would ask. Um, and we always reassured the JPL engineers, hey, you know, we are here to help you. We're here to work together, right? And they're just checking the system, you know, um, but we're here, you know, we, we always emphasize that we're here together to work together and to support them. We're, there's nothing against them. Because at first it's kind of like, oh, you're coming in to audit our system? Wait a minute. No, no, no. You know, and and, and at times we got the, oh, just send us all the information. We'll fill it out. But we're like, oh, no, (laughs) that's not quite how it works. But, you know, at times we would, it depends, right? Depends on, 
like you said, the dynamic of the engineers. Some of them were very um, forthcoming with like, no, just send us all the information and we'll handle it from there. But we have to slowly, ease, slowly, right, build that, um, build that bond and relationship and that trust. So it's interesting. It's it's not like okay, we can just come in, you know, and say, okay, are you doing X, Y, Z? It's very much, um, you got to have those interpersonal skills. And I think that's, that's one of the big things um, that's really important is, is um, people on our team, it's important for everyone to have that interpersonal skills to be able to work with the engineers. Yeah, especially like you said, I mean, your your team is a newer team, so you're coming into, you know, people have probably been working together for years and I'm yes. I'm sure there's probably multiple different engineering teams. So you're, you know, you're not just, it's not one team that you have to interface with. It's all of these teams and trying to do everything at once. So yeah, I mean, those interpersonal skills probably go a long way to building the trust with the different teams and make sure like we're not here to disrupt anything. We're just making sure that everyone's doing the same thing so that everything is is running the same way across, you know, the whole organization. As a mentor here on Cyberary in my past, I know a lot of people tend to come to cybersecurity thinking of these really, really technical roles. And when they get into the space, they realize, oh, there are so many paths into this field and there are so many skill sets that are ultimately required. And then they realize that there's a whole set of cybersecurity that really is non-technical in the governance and risk and the policy side of things. So I just wonder what was your path like into that policy part of it? Um, and in your community, are there a lot of people that are aware of that when they kind of start their cybersecurity journey? Okay, got it. Um, no, I, I have to say, including myself, when I started um, thinking, gosh, oh, this is going to be so technical. I mean, some of the courses I took and were did some labs and they're hands-on and I mean, it was just so going through the labs is very foreign to me. Right. So, and getting the, I mean, having to have the technical skills and background isn't um, necessary. Um, And that's one of the things that some people have told me, depending on which route you go, right. There are so many pathways. Um, And in the, in the, in the sense where it's led me, where I'm at um, with the last two roles, I didn't need the technical skills, but a lot of a lot of the things that whether it be non-technical or technical, there's so many ways to train people up. And I think if companies or you know or even the individual are willing to learn, right, you can really broaden that and um, expose yourself and be on, being able to take on roles, whether it be more technical if, at your comfort, right? And if you're not a technical person, there's so many other opportunities that are non-technical. So at CyberDEI, that's something we do share with everyone that, you know, people are in, in the concept of, oh gosh, I, okay, I'm get, I want to get into cybersecurity, but gosh, I, I need to know all these technical stuff, mm-hmm. but, you know, or even to land their first role. And, and, you know, we tell them that's not necessarily true. Yeah. You might want to, you can self-taught or take some classes or certification or what have you, or, you know, you, it depends on your comfort, right? Depends on what your interests are. Cause it's, it's so, and it's true. It wasn't until I, I jumped into it, realizing like, there's so many different pathways I can go with it. So it's, it's great. I think people have to understand that 
it doesn't, you don't have to take the technical route. There's non-technical roles and, and you can still be successful in it and enjoy what you're doing. Yeah. And you, you mentioned that that's kind of something that you try to focus on at Cyber DEI. Can you explain a little about what Cyber DEI is and what you guys do? Yes, we, so we, we support the community across the nation. Um, We open up to everyone, women, men, everyone. Um, Some, there are some who are career changers and there are some people who have um, taken a break from their careers um, and have been intrigued um, with the idea of going into cybersecurity. So we have platforms um, and we mentor people as far as, you know, uh, maybe what courses they could take um, to like certifications, whether it be schooling or certification. Um, we review uh, resumes and prep them for interviews, um, provide, you know, interview questions that might be helpful too. Um, I'm trying to think what else we do. Um, we, we try to support our community in any way possible to support those who are trying to enter the field as well as retain them. Because you've also heard, you know, as many people who are trying, who are going into cybersecurity or technology, there's also a lot who are leaving the fact, the fact because they had a bad experience, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's another important topic too, is, you know, trying to retain people to stay in. Yeah. I mean, retention's a, a big thing. I mean, um, there, all, there always seems to be a, a huge kind of barrier to get into cybersecurity, kind of like you and Will were talking about before. Everyone assumes that, oh, you have to be 100% technical. Every role is very technical. I need to know all of these things to get in, um, you know, just getting past that one barrier, but then, you know, some people get in and just, you know, might start in the wrong field. Like, you know, you might go into a technical role and that's just not for you. And then, yeah, those are the people that are kind of leaving. I mean, I had a a technical role um, at a previous company that um, I I could do the job, but it just wasn't really suited for me. I just wasn't, it wasn't for me. So yeah, I mean, I left that and ended up coming to Cyberry to do something different, but yeah, I mean, you see a lot of people just, just leaving because maybe they're just in the wrong role or just went down the wrong path um, and didn't know that there's, you know, all these other opportunities or all these other possibilities kind of within cybersecurity itself. Right. And, and that's something at Cyber DEI, we do definitely help the community as far as guiding them, you know, if, if it's, we've had people reach out to us and ask us, Oh, what do you think about this job? You know, you think this is suited for me for, especially with my background, things like that. And, you know, we would let them know if it's very much a technical role and they don't have the technical experience or skills, then, you know, it depends. Like, do they build up their skills on that? You know, how do they build it up? And we, we show them and we tell them and uh, provide resources so that they, if that's the route they want to go, we provide those resources to them. Yeah, that's you know, in my, oh, sorry, Will. Yeah, I know in my experience, Cindy, the the importance of a community and a mentor group is is really high when it comes to those things, right? So I find that the the like we mentioned, the the cybersecurity field is so broad. There are so many disciplines. It's you get in and you go to get started, and it can be really paralyzing as to know where to get started and how to really get in and break into that field, but having a, a group of mentors in a community really drives up the efficiency 
I think that people see because they can ask questions, they can make sure they're on the right track. They can not spend a year heading down the wrong path to get really frustrated and, and disheartened in the effort that they put in, not getting them where they want to go. So hats off to cyber DEI and offering, you know, offering that to people because I know for myself it was, you know, not the most direct route into cybersecurity. It took me quite a while to get there. And for you know, people career transitioning, that can be even more challenging mm -hmm. um, to make that juggle. Um, I wonder where where in that process, how do people find that community and a mentor that may not have it? What was your experience uh, with that? How did you find that group to help you in your journey? Um, well, like I shared, I, well, for me, I happened to come across it only because I was filling in the cybersecurity engineer role. And the lady, you know, like I said, the woman who, who's my friend now, my dear friend, but she's the one who challenged me. And, and then, you know, just, just a simple question of, you know, Hey, well, why don't you be become a cybersecurity engineer? And, you know, that really, for me, intrigued me. I took a step back thinking, yeah, well, why don't I look into it? You know, it's just one of those things. And then she opened the door with the invitation to that women in tech event, um, and for those who, for those who are, who might be intrigued, whatever direction they want to get into, but for example, like cybersecurity, I think one thing they need to do is, um, and I, sh I've shared this with many people. I've, I've actually inspired a lot of my fellow friends, um, you know, they come from different backgrounds, but either, I've actually inspired them and I've told them go on meetup.com and, you know, um, Google different events like cybersecurity events and join it. I mean, right now it's virtual, but join the different um, webinars and join the different organizations, you know, sit in and ask questions. I mean, for me, I think you just have to really dive into that community um, and network with people um, and, and speaking to them, asking them questions about their experience and their journey. And then once you find, to me, it's like, once you find that fit, um, that person, right. Or those group of people who can mentor you, it really helps. Then you have your, your, your support system to get you through, to get you through anything, you know, to get you through the process, to break through the barrier, to get that first job, right. Um, to, to support you through any challenges you might have. Like, you know, we have people thinking about, oh gosh, I just, I'm so overwhelmed. I just want to leave this industry, but you know, we're, we're there together, right. Telling them, oh no, you know, especially women, we're trying to get more women to, to get in and stay in, <laughs> not to leave. Right. So, so having that, I think just finding that support system is so important. So I always start off, I told my friends, I'm like, go on meetup.com, you know, just, just find your group. And, um, and I've suggested, if they want to get into cybersecurity, suggested women's in cybersecurity and there's um, cyber jujitsu. You know, there's so many different organizations out there that they just need to expose themselves and see see and meet people. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the networking is a huge part of it. And I mean, all those organizations that you uh, mentioned are great. Um, if somebody wanted more info on cyber DEI, do you guys have a website or Twitter or something they'd be able to follow um, if they want to get more information or reach out to you? Yes, we do. We do have a website. Is it cyberdei or dei.com? Um, you know what? 
Let me look it up. Sorry. I want to say it's... It's .org. I want to say it's .org. .org. Okay. Yeah, cyberdi.org. And then when they join and we have a Slack channel, a really active Slack channel, um, it's fantastic. You've got different things from like people posting pictures about their pets. You know, we do fun stuff like that to um, job posting, resume review, interview preps. A lot of good resources, uh, different uh, community events. So it's a really great place um, to be involved in. And not just with CyberGI. WeSees was very much um, like that too. I mean, that's how we we ran it for the SoCal region. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I think for us, we got really good response from the community about our Slack channel and the events that we did put together. Because we, at the time when we were doing in-person, we tried to do things twice a month. So we did something that was where it was um, a, a panel speakers. And then we would do another event that was more like, um, we actually had like a interview prep to resume review. And we had so many people come out and it was just, I love it because it's just so rewarding to help people out like that. Um, and you need that, right? I mean, otherwise you're so lost. You could get so lost in, in like you said, well, you know, you dive in and you're like, okay, which direction do I go? I mean, that's how, I mean, that's how I felt when I first started. I'm like, I don't know which direction to go. And, you know, and if I shared with, I shared with somebody, I'm, you know, they asked me the right questions. Do you have the technical background? You know, you know, what are your interests, this and that. So they help, they mentor me and help lead the way to where I'm at now. And, and then even, even where I'm at now, I still think like, wow, where else can I, <laughs> what else can I dabble in? Right. Cause it's, to me, it's just exciting. I'm like, oh, what other exciting areas can I look into? So it's fun. It's fun. Yeah, I mean, speaking of exciting, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you like what it was like working at NASA JPL when during like the Mars rover landing or the new, um, well, the yeah, the new Mars landing. I can't, yeah, I just like totally spaced on the name of it. That, that, um, that's okay, Mars rover. So the <laughs> yeah. Mars rover landing. Yeah, so we, um, our team did assess, um, assess the Mars rover prior it being taken, you know, prior to me taken off of earth and going on to Mars. So we did do that part of the assessment. So that was exciting because we got to work with the engineers and, you know, learning about uh, the Mars Rover and understanding it. It was great. It was a great process. And, and then, you know, being, what were you saying? Uh, Keeping track of like where it's at, how many days to landing, to it landing. I mean, those were very exciting uh, moments and memories that, you know, we have, I mean, how often can people say, Oh, I've actually, I didn't get to, unfortunately, because of COVID we had to work from home. Right. But they said, if it was, if it wasn't COVID, we would be in person. We would have seen it firsthand in front of us. So I really wish we were able to do that. And they would have like, I don't know, all sorts of fantastic events. Somebody coming into cybersecurity from an IT and networking field, it was a little, it was uncertain at first. So to jump in and then really see such a welcoming group of folks overall was no other career that I've had in my life had the same feeling to it. I think to your point, Cindy, that Mm -hmm. it really is just ultimately a really welcoming group of people overall. And I, 
I always tend to chalk that up to a shared struggle, maybe, or a, a shared commitment to securing things better. That it's all of our information. I mean, the the Mars rover was was us up there, right? I mean, that's shared outcomes, and I think you know just the sense of camaraderie in the group is unlike any that I've seen anywhere else in any other field that I've been in. Mm-hmm. And and I have to say, I agree with you. I I mean, you're not the first person who said that. There's people who did did the transition like yourself and um they they say the exact same thing that you have said and for me that's another thing that has intrigued me to you know stick with this with cybersecurity and it's been nothing but a great experience i have to say so so yeah it's fantastic um well yeah i mean on that note i mean thank you for taking the time to to speak with us today Cindy it was um great kind of hearing your journey and and the work that you're doing so thank you very much Well, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate meeting both of you and speaking to you. Yeah, you as well. Cybrary, the premier cybersecurity skill development platform, is empowering individuals and teams to secure the future of technology. See why 3 million people have already signed up when you visit www.cybrary.it.